All right, we're in. We're in. We're in. Testing. We're in. Testing. We're in. Testing. We're in. We're in. You are up there. Is that how you're going to talk? Testing. Me and my team got to intervene. What's the point of living if you ain't living a dream? We live in a world where everybody want everything. Everybody want a better thing. Trying to feel you like it's picture perfect, but it's just the editing. Is that how you choose to live your life? All right, topic. First topic of the day. You ready? Jeez. <laughs> how do you do No lube and sandpaper, man. Come by, on. By the way, I had no topics walking in here. I didn't know how this was going to go. Yeah, it's been that type of uh, type of week, huh? It's been the, it's been a day. It's been a day. A day or a week. It's it's uh it's it's I know it's been a good day when I lose like it feels like yesterday was a week ago. Okay. So what do you feel about time? <laughs> that wasn't the topic by the way. <laughs> this is the th- the topic is actually um do you what do you feel about choice? <laughs> Nope, that's not it. Hold on. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I wanted to talk about the seat of the self, the capital S self, what that looks like, like the consciousness that allows all everything to unfold, what that looks like to exist in that space. Yeah. So, oh, I mean, what, um, were there some things that uh, spurred that uh, thought for you? Yeah, I started practicing it today. I I just was I just I was like because th- you know I've been trying to figure out this prayer thing, the meditation thing, trying to figure out how I connect with power. You know, like how do I how do I acclimate in this way? And so this kind of dawned on me. Um, it was after the talk I was at with that guru guy last night. Yeah. And that was kind of my big takeaway was. So it came out of that. Like after that experience, it, you started to sort of think about the capital S. Yeah. It was, it was all the gurus that this guy had hung around over the years and studied. All of them, what they, what they essentially did was just embody, um, whatever you want to call it. They just embodied presence. They embodied the Tao. They embodied um, just the, the, collect, the, like, the entirety of existence. It was like, this is just what it is. And we're all in it. And it's a, the, the phrase they use is non-dual when they talk about it. What that basically means is there's no me and then you, this and then that. Yeah, there's no separation. Yeah, which was how the show ended yeah. last week. Yeah. Do you want to give a little? Because uh, I'm I'm actually a bit curious of some of the things that you uh, picked up on yesterday mm-hmm. from the the um, the talk. The talk, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is there anything that <sighs> I had attempted to ask you about it yeah. about 20 minutes ago? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now it's coming. Now it's coming up. <laughs> Like we were doing, like, <laughs> I don't know what it was. I'm like, we're driving from yoga. Like I have <laughs> unable to form a cohesive thought at all. I can't recall any memories. I was just like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I was like, 
Who am I fucking talking to here like this? <laughs> I would start to say something. I was just asking some basic questions. Yeah, and I had no answers. None at I was, all. And I was like, all right, dude, can we go to Kinko's? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was like, please. <laughs> Let's go to Kinko's. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what's coming up out of that? What I mean, what? Um, how long was it? Like, what? Like, just... I'm curious about some of the it was, background. It was an hour and a half lecture by this guy named David Godman. And David Godman was just a, was deeply fascinated with Ramana Harshi. Am I saying his name right? We looked him up. Yeah, Maharishi. Ramana <laughs> Maharishi. Yes, oh, sure, <laughs> sure. I think that's right. I'm not sure. Yeah. I was just trying to do something different than you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So Ramana Harshi, Ramanishi, <laughs> the Rajneeshis. Whatever, this dude woke up and he was a guru and people went far and wide to see him. And this guy was one of those. And he studied him intensely. His Apparently his gaze would wake people up. Just by looking at him, he would wake, wake people up. And sometimes people would come and he would say something and it would just crack them into a state of samadhi. Which is basically just, which we discussed last week when you essentially lose sense of time and space and embody everything that ever was, is, or could be. It's all one unified expression of connectedness. Yeah, it's the bliss. Yes. So he could look at people and just that would happen mm-hmm. according to this guy. <laughs> okay. And but so after he studied this guy, he his whole life he's been going to gurus. That's what he does. He goes, finds a master, follows him around and uh, learns the teachings by watching and, and engaging with him. And that's what he does. And that's what he did. And he's yeah. So he's got like a. Anyway, so he was just describing basically all of the teachers that he's encountered in his life, his personal interactions with them and what he saw, and also what their teachings were. So that was, the, that's the, that was basically what I experienced last night, was just on Zoom watching this guy tell his story. Okay, so he was sharing his personal experience with working with a variety of different um, sages awakened, in a yes. way, right? Sages, So what? word for um, it. I mean, what were some of the the uh you know golden nuggets out of the out of what he said like i mean was there anything that stood out to you where you were like whoa yeah yeah a lot of it actually um the one piece for me that was helpful this is the other thing too is when you hear you know i was there with a friend last night and we did the post post uh uh dialogue breakdown today he got something totally different than i got from it and that's basically one of the things that the, the guy was talking about is that when you're in around a teacher, when you're around a, and I, I want to use the word guru loosely because one of the things that I disagreed with what he was saying was the, like the way to get to this uh, elevated state of being, you need to physically be around a guru. It has, there has to be a guy. Okay, and that's what he said. According to their lineage, yeah. That's his perspective, his take on it. Okay. And okay. it's a, it's like written in the in the Vipanishads and shit like that. Right. And that hasn't been my experience. Okay. My experience is life itself is the guru. And if you get your ears and your eyes open, anyone can be your teacher. Right. But essentially what he was saying, one of the pieces that I took away was, and I think we've talked about this before, but our relationship specifically my relationship with you is is actually drawing things out of me so it's not necessarily it's not necessarily that you're teaching me anything 
Yeah, and vice versa. Right. It's it's a more it's a more congruent relationship, not a you know hierarchical sort hierarchical of. or ordained or an ordained yeah. thing. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So he was he was saying that uh, you must be a follower in a way of a of a mystical figure or a in order in order to transcend the current conditions of experience essentially okay okay and then um so you and you disagreed with that yeah well just based on my experience right mine, okay. mine doesn't align with that my okay. experience was different okay and then what did he did he talk about any like personal experiences that he had he he had or was it more just sort of um like white papery that was the thing is like i kind of you know i kind of felt i felt sad for him i felt like he had a head full of information and he knew and when i'm hearing it it affected me deeply i mean i'm i it, there were points when he was sharing some of these teachings that these guys did where like i'm you know i'm just like thrown back like i can't believe like i don't know it just wakes it's like sniff it's like getting smelling salts you know, when you hear some good shit like that and you're and also I'd, it's rare that you hear somebody tell an actual personal experience with someone and then they give you the teaching, too. Mm. So that was that was powerful. But I, I felt I felt bad for him because um, uh, I felt kind of sad for him because it seemed like it seemed like he was still trying to get there. I see. You know, right. And he said that, and he said he doesn't. One of the questions that the uh, the host asked him was, um, you know, because you you believe in the massive importance of having a guru, a flesh and blood guru, like uh, who who's who's around today that you would you know give your endorsement to? And he couldn't give an endorsement to anyone. And he said, uh, matter of fact, if there was someone, I wouldn't be here. I'd be with my guru if there was one that was here that I could be with. And so I was like, oh, man, he doesn't have a guru. <laughs> I just felt sad. I felt bad for him. Yeah. You know? Interesting. Yeah. And so he'd been doing this for a long time, it sounds like. Yeah, since the 60s. Decades. Decades. He actually, one of the funny things he'd said was like before he, before he read the book, this, this is that. Have you heard of that book? Mm-mm. No, no. Or you are that. Mm-mm. Who wrote it? Uh, I got it on my phone, which is filming. Um, it's another like it's an, it's another difficult name to pronounce for me. Um, you are that is what it's called, and he found the book found him essentially. And when he read, but up until that point, he had been meditating. He said eight hours a day. So in his meditations, like sitting in silence, like he would. Do you found it? Yeah, it looks like it's uh, Gungaji. Yeah, can I see? You are that. I fucked. I think I fucked that title up, dude. I don't think that's what it's called. I'm literally. I feel the, the lives of thousands of people have been influenced by Gungaji's teachings. You are that as a collection of her classic offerings. 
first shared more than a decade ago and now updated to include both original volumes. A new introduction. This is like a new edition, it looks like. This exquisite special edition delves into natural inquiries about our existence, including the nature of mind, how to expose the core of suffering, and how to overcome the last obstacle of self-doubt. Hmm. Okay, I fucked it up. That sounds great. That sounds great. That actually sounds like an interesting book. Yeah. The one, the one, uh, the one that that uh, I'm referring to that this guy. So God, David Godman's meditating eight hours a day. This book finds him. The book is called "I Am That." Okay, which is where we started the conversation with. Actually, where this is where it kind of connects. Okay, I am that. What you are that too. Also, <laughs> just just to be clear. Oh yeah, I know. Who, I've I've um I've stumbled across across this. I've never read this, but um I know who he's. It's that. Uh, Nisargadatta Maharaj. That's it. I'm so impressed when people can people can remember those names. Um, but yeah, I. Uh, yeah. So he basically the book found him, and when he read it, it uh, he he it just he, it just affected him at a deep, profound level, and he understood the teachings and the words, and it changed. It opened his mind and his heart up to what it was he was seeking to realize through his own meditative efforts. And so after he read that book, that's when he f- fell into the rabbit hole and uh, not the rabbit hole, but he just, he got on the, he just went after to find his guru to go find. Yeah. He jumped on a different, uh, on a different train. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so that book almost like brought him back to the station and then he, started moving in a different uh different area yeah and anyway so he uh yeah i don't know where we were going with that <laughs> well <laughs> totally I w- lost now <laughs> no but i mean i was just curious about some of like your experience with it like what um if there were any um you know specific nuggets that you thought were personal to you yeah, it was the the real the really the best part about it just to give the overarching theme was the, was the similarity in all the gurus where they allowed life to lead them. And when we talk about I am that and we talk about power, we're really talking about allowing ourselves to be powered. It's like we already are powered, we are this thing as it's unfolding. Yeah my human mind gets in the way of it running the way it wants to run. Right. So all these, what these gurus have done and all, every single one he talked about had, had, had cracked into the same space, which was they allowed life to work its magic. They didn't, they weren't ever trying to get anything or to make anything they were everything. They were able to recognize and embody everything as it as it happened, and and then their bodies too. The way they spoke about their their body, it's like it's just a vessel. It's being moved. Yeah. So you're. Not that that opens up a 
a Pandora's box. But the thing for me is that a person at that stage, if you will, or that level of human experience has turned in all the keys. There's no more keys. Yeah. So the there there's just there there aren't any more keys in the arsenal. And I don't mean that to be uh cryptic. I'm I'm saying like the there's nothing there's nothing else to do. Yes. So uh uh I I can run into difficulty at times if I find myself chasing that type of experience because it ends up creating a huge wedge because I myself am I don't I, I don't have any interest in giving in giving giving up all the keys. You don't. No. Why not? No, because if I if I give up all the keys then um I'm just drifting. I'm just drifting. I en- I en- I enjoy I personally enjoy that um dualistic experience. I think I feel the same way. I I mean I just I, the the pro the yeah. pro- the problem for me though is I, <laughs> it I I don't recognize it as dual. Like I don't want to stop being alive. I don't want to stop participating and doing cool shit and making mistakes and fucking having a human life. I want to get muddy and dirty and rowdy. Like I want to like be in this thing and like see what happens. I'm not interested in just becoming a guru. Yeah, that but that that's where I'm that's what I'm saying though is that in in uh, looking at that example. That one individual person, that that human being, has come to a place where they're th- they are through completely with any material dance. There's there's no more there's no more dance in the in material the material world. world. Yeah, that doesn't, and it's it's not a matter of right or wrong. I'm I enjoy I enjoy the it pursuits the wrong word but I en- I enjoy the experience of uh pain and peace right fear and faith So he makes it lively Yeah and I and I I feel personally, having been a person um, in you know really solid medical professionals and different doctors and different uh, psychological treatments and techniques, right? Having been through that, all of that, um, there's a part of me that feels. Uh, more like it 
there's a part of me that feels that some of that can cause more uh more damage to a life experience um than um than than um than living right um so it, and and I go back and forth on that a little bit as well um but just this idea of guruship and this idea of following a sage or following uh somebody that's at an expert like a mastery level of anything um I always get a little bit um not concerned but I I my antenna's up when it comes to that stuff same here yeah because it's easy to get into a rabbit hole of uh shucking responsibility and putting it on someone else <laughs> and then literally just uh chasing the tail just chasing the tail of information man dude yeah and then like 10 years go by right and then like 10 years or 10 years pass on and i'm going what the fuck i just dropped about twenty thousand dollars in psychoanalysis treatment and i feel no better about my life and myself in my life than I did when I started. I know a lot more and I can see a lot more and I have uh, a much more awareness of what's going on. But that still doesn't stop the acute pain and the acute struggle that I have on a day-to-day basis in my life. Like in my living life. Yeah. But that's what's so... I think it, like your experience is unique in the sense that you just you just had an ego death. A total ego death. Yeah, and it was it was like it was because of all of that though. Like that that there was a that what what occurred in my life wouldn't have happened had it not been so had it not been put on me so hard for that period of time. I'm convinced of that. So like that yeah, it's a it's a funny thing to talk about because that had to exist for this to exist. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a there's a uh I don't know if it's a formula, but it's it's you know it's the but you but you up and the down and all that and I and I feel I feel like I I have the uh, jurisdiction to say this of course on the show yeah always you're you're you live literally the way that they were describing all the people last night like your sentiment your way of um, perceiving reality and how you interface with it is pretty pretty much the same shit it's the shit we've been talking about. Yeah. Like it's not, this isn't, so like when you come into contact with reality, essentially, what you're doing is getting out, like you're, you're recognizing falsehoods or illusions or things that just aren't true. Yeah. And that brings you into harmony with what is. And the way that note plays is your, your, the way you express yourself, essentially. Yeah. The way you move and, and sway about your day as you go to and fro. Yeah. Um, and I don't see any difference between that or, or any of these guys I learned about last night. They're doing their thing, which is they like to sit down. Yeah, they sit. <laughs> yeah. 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 They, they like to sit. Yeah, they like, uh, yeah. Um, but, it, but you know, to go back to the, the thing that we were talking about in the sense that I, I just, I still like, I, lo- I like being alive. I I enjoy this might sound weird but and I think you're sort of you're the same way 
like feeling I like feeling life. I like feeling uh be I I like being a human. I like being asleep and I like being awake. I like having both of those things existing in my life because it allows me to experience both sides of the of of the of the coin, you know? Like the pain the pain piece. Like we had we did a podcast, we did a pod on feeling pain and darkness and like I enjoy I enjoy aspects of that still. But I also enjoy sitting um at my place or sitting in a restaurant or wh- wherever I go feeling completely uh peaceful and in harmony with with just the, the what's going on like whatever it is so it's i mean and i i don't i love being a human and i i ex- i don't fight that other shit though you know i th- i think a lot of people that i've uh that i know and um i've spent time with there's this there's this resistance to feeling pain there's this resistance to being afraid there's this resistance of like failing like just failing like and i'm not even failing but just something not going my way there's this resistance to all of that stuff and i am on the other side of that where i'm like i i do what i can to embrace all of that like can i embrace can i embrace life as it is can i embrace my my humanness and my emotions and my thoughts and my feelings rather than fighting that fucking stuff like Great fucking movie. I watched this last night. Actually, yesterday. With Keanu Reeves. And I'm a big Keanu Reeves fan. Piano Keys. Yeah. P- <laughs> <Piano> Ke- <laughs> Is that the name of the, our new pod? <laughs> That's the new pod name. <laughs> but this guy's this guy's really cool. Love him. And he was really good friends with River Phoenix and he yep. like he went through a lot of traumatic things in his life. Mm-hmm. Um and you can just tell this like just looking at him that he's pretty solid. Oh yeah. He's you know, he's he's pretty solid, I think. And um so he plays this I think the movie was called To the Bone. And it was talk it was a a story about uh like a really like a beautiful young really talented uh girl. She was like in her 20s, like 20, 21 and um she'd been um she struggled with um eating disorder. So she was anorexic. And she just was so, I mean, and it got really bad. Um, And her parents were fucked up and like her mom was living on a ranch in uh, Arizona and, you know, turned in, became a lesbian and had all these horses. And then her dad was non-existent and her stepmom was, you know, just uh, like your typical codependent caretaker type individual. And, uh, And she's like, you can tell she's she like gets what's going on like she can see what's going on but she's just like middle finger in the air fuck the f- you know fuck the system <laughs> yeah like fuck the system i'm anorexic and like i'm gonna die and like it was you know there was n- no optimism nothing right mm-hmm. and she'd gone to all these different treatment centers right. like four or five different special specialists and she'd been kicked out of all of them right right so then somehow 
uh, her stepmom and dad found out about this. He was deemed like a radical, uh, a radical doctor that struggled with uh, eating Eating. disorders. Yeah. And Keanu Reeves was the doctor. Oh, is this a newer film? No, I think it was in 2017 or 18, but it was on Netflix. That's pretty new. Um, And the reason why I brought it up, though, was because of um, the authority figure in that film was the doctor. Yeah. And the doctor, and I've had many experiences with doctors, and the doctor is the author, the the guru, the sage. It's the that's the the person that's supposed to know what to do, right? And here, this doctor is understanding what has to happen for someone to change. And he un- he essentially gave his patients the freedom to die so that they could get well. Yeah, that's that's. He let them know that their life was their responsibility. I mean, that's that's the way that's the way it should be done. Yeah, and he, but and he was also really cool because he was talking about like fuck the old shit, fuck that old stuff, fuck your ideas about whatever it is that you think, like okay. your your past, your like all that all that who you think you are, all that baggage, yeah, like what your mom said and your dad said and like what your mind's saying, like fuck that, yeah, and and, and he said that. To her, he's like, fuck that. Anytime that thought comes into your mind, I want you to say, fuck that thought. Fuck that. It's so wild. That Amazing. It's, dude, in my, personal, in my personal experience, that only ever works when someone is, has placed me in a position of authority. Like when, I, when I'm, like, give example when I'm working with a sponsee. Right. And I can tell them, I'll, they've asked me to help them. So they've given me permission to tell them that, Bro, just so you know, everything you think is not true. Anything you think is not true. Yeah. And I can like really help, but with friends and like relatives, associatives, coworkers, anything on the periphery, you know. Well, it's it's anything that's unsolicited. So, okay, so that's what it is then? It's Yeah. So, I mean, like for me, I I had an inability to ask for help in my life. So until that, any unsolicited information or advice that would come come my way, it's my middle finger's up at it immediately. Like, I was that girl. Like, fuck that. I'm not doing that. Forget that. That doesn't make... I'm not doing that. Then, all of a sudden, I go through enough pain and enough turmoil where I get down to the bottom. I get down to the bottom of the barrel of my life. And then I can finally ask for help. That's not unsolicited. That's solicited. I'm asking for help. I'm asking for, I'm asking for guidance. I'm asking for direction. I'm in a place where I'm willing and open because I don't have anything left to be able to do something else. So like when a sponsee or like somebody comes to me and says, hey, like, are you able to help me with this? Or would you do some inventory work with me? Or would you, like, I'm in. I'm able to do that. Right? Like, I'm able to speak freely, but I don't have any business going to someone that doesn't, that has never asked for my perception or my perspective and saying anything. That's a waste of time unless I'm asked. And if I'm asked, I will give you an honest and straight answer. Mm. And I think, I think you can, 
you can I think that you can s- sort of move with that in certain relationships and with certain people um like I don't have any problem saying to you if I th- if I think there's something like uh, off if yeah if you're making a decision in your life that's not in alignment with what I feel you're actually interested in doing I might point that out to you like I I would be comfortable in pointing that out but knowing that that's your it's your it's your choice uh, or I or I would ask something and to the effect of well would you, would you be open to my to my perception right are you open to hearing what i have to say right but i don't think the whole bulldozer thing of like going in and just spitballing at someone is productive no because it wasn't for me it's it even with girlfriends dude like in relationships that's the worst that is the worst thing that someone can do man it's i did a lot of that and it was a disaster after the podcast a few weeks ago when it ended and you sa- and you looked at me and you said um all of this stuff is entertainment it's just entertainment yeah be entertained by it and that has proved invaluable i mean I- i'm sitting with a friend two days ago who's she's just divulging to me all the stuff she's going through and in my mind you know i've got all the stuff that that i do to work through my own <laughs> inflation of me <laughs> right <laughs> that's probably the best way to say right. it. there's a me that the the, the, the you know uh, the inflation i do what i can to eradicate the me that thinks it knows what it wants and where it's going right yeah not interested in me anymore and so i'm hearing all the stuff that that's coming up that's been helpful to me and i'm looking at her and she's struggling and I'm I I'll 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 dip my toe in a, just a smidgen and ask her a que- I'll ask a question, you know, just a quick question, and then I'll start to realize like I need to let go and be part of this, like be be part of this experience with her. I'm not here to solve anything. I'm not here to fix anything. And every single time I would I would present something that could be looked at, you know, she she's closed off to it. And so it's like, it was like, it just, it just, I just flipped my brain around in the moment and I didn't do it. It was intuitive. And it was like, oh yeah, just be with this person. Right. Right. Yeah. Let them go where they're going. And that's what the doctor does. Here's where we're at. Go where you're going. Yeah. And he, he gives his honest, he's in a position where people are paying him for his services yep his so treatment right out of the right be. off the rip he's in a position to be able to share himself as he wishes and that is just so awesome it's so cool but if i'm but if i'm not in that position then i don't have any fucking business saying anything right right like if i'm if i'm in a relationship with someone that's not interested in what I have to say about about anything, the only thing I can do is ask the question like, well, are you open to hearing what I have to say? And the person can say, no, not really. Yep, yay or nay. Oh, okay, cool, I respect that. And I don't have to talk anyways, I can just leave it alone. Because there might be a time where I can ask that question and that person says, yeah, I would like to hear what you what you see here. 
and then I'm able to speak freely. And I will be honest and I will be open about what I see. I'm not going to sit there and sugarcoat it because it, uh, you know, is going to like make it easier. I'll just say it the way that I see it. And that's my, that's, that's my business and how a person receives that. It, but, and that's, what's cool. Like the doctor knew that in relationship to his patients. And I think, uh, gurus know that as well. Like, um, th- if someone's th- approaching them, yeah, they understand that, th- uh, that it's, um, not all, not all, but, uh, a, f- a small uh, percentage of people in that place, like understand that it's an individual deal that there's a process that has to take place for the individual in order to be open to a new path or to new, to new, like to a new, to new way of, of moving around in the world. And it's so wild. Like it's, it's some of the ways that they, 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 uh, the, the person that he was describing last night, one of the gurus, the, the David Godman was describing, he, he watched this guy onboard Dharma truth for individuals that changed and was different for every single person he worked with. There wasn't, he wouldn't, he said different things to different people considering where they were at and how they were interacting with him. Yeah. And, um, yeah, but the underlying theme was the same. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's so, so like, I think we have, we have some experience with that in a way. Um, in uh in recovery in a way there's a guru is the wrong word but uh somebody that has had experience in coming out of a of a trap so this is what it is i think i think a different part of our brain gets activated when we're in a space of service orientation yeah because there's things i'll be saying and sharing I have no idea. I could. I didn't come up with that. Like, it's not me. That's the best way to say it. It's like, these things are coming up. This is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm sharing. It's not me. Right. There's something special that happens there. And I think that's that's what all those gurus had, too. It's like, they all, they all know it's not them. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Uh, but I, and I do, I do still feel that it, it's a very, it, like for most it's use, it's useless. Well, you can tell it's you, you can tell that, that you're doing something when you care, when yeah. you like really care, it's like over, yeah, it's a problem. Yeah. But if you're doing it and it's, that's like purity, right? It's when it's a pure action or a pure thought or a pure expression, take it or leave it. Yeah. So the love thing, you regardless. Yeah, ex- <laughs> right. I mean, and yeah. I think you know, at the end of the day, like, can I, can I write, um, can I write my own book? You know, can I, can I put together my own my own experience in my life? So there's this story I heard this morning. I want to share it with you. Okay. This dude shared that he's cleaning out his aquarium. So it's dirty. It's super dirty. All the water's dirty, super muddy. There's fishes in there. What kind of aquarium is it? Freshwater, saltwater, puffer, puffer fish? <laughs> I didn't get the specifics. Clownfish? What, what type of aquarium would you like it to be? Uh, salt would be nice with like some exotic. Yep. Angelfish? Pufferfish? Angel, angel, puffer, pufferfishes are cool. They spike out? Are those the ones? Yeah, yeah. Those are awesome. Used to have a 3D book when i was a kid where you open up the pages and there was a spiky puffer fish that popped out i love those 
It's a great book. Love those guys. Uh, most it was the most venomous, deadly animals book. They had a cobra that popped out of you. Scary shit. Yeah. Um, dangerous. Dangerous. <laughs> anyway, so he's cleaning out this dirty saltwater tank full of cobras and pufferfish, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's not good for them to be in there. It's super dirty, right? It's like muddy. They're gonna get. They're not do. They're gonna be unhealthy and unhealthy and unhealthy until they die. So he's trying to scoop them up with the net. None of them will let him scoop him scoop them up with the net. They're all avoiding the net. They don't want to be. They only know the water that they're in, the dirtiness, the griminess. They're not even aware it's grimy or dirty. They don't even realize they're losing their health. And there's some outside force in here with a net just trying to scoop them up, and they're all Resistance. resisting it, avoiding it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was the story. No, but that's a, that's a, that's a heavy, heavy load, man, because that, that's the, that's the human experience as well. Mm-hmm. So when there's something pushing on me, right, I'm going to just, uh, if I've got ideas about it, I'm going to go, um, I'm going to move away from it. And so that's that, that's that girl in this movie, all this stuff coming at her and they're just pushing her and they're pushing her and they're pushing her and she's just getting further and further and further and further away. And the crazy thing about this stuff, man, is that it's all well-intended. So it's really weird because it's well-intended, right? Like I would, I'm doing that stuff because I care and I want my brother or I want my sister, or I want my mom, or I want my dad, or I want my girlfriend, or whatever, right, to be to be better. Because right? it doesn't feel good when you're hanging around someone and they're in a lot of pain. Mm. It's a tough thing to be around. And I think it's a human thing to have those human emotions, like, like we've talked about, to want to do something about that and to, to, to be helpful but I have to be very careful on how I'm being helpful. And by putting my fucking foot or putting my hands or pushing something into that person, exerting my will, if you, if you will, (laughs) you will, (laughs) I will. It's extremely selfish. And I, I'm not able to recognize uh, that the person is allowed, like myself, to live on their own way, in their own way, on their own time. And I have to allow them the grace and the ability to experience themselves like that. So you see it all the time in recovery and you see it all the time in dysfunctional homes where all that stuff happens is because every fucking person wants someone to get better, wants someone to get better, and they're pushing this. Have you read this book? Have you done this? Have you seen this therapist? Have you done, have you, you know, like all this this stuff. And I'm sitting there thinking, no, fuck off. I love right now sitting in the basement, writing random short stories, <laughs> reading all the fucking Dostoevsky I can get my hands on, right? Reading all the Charles Bukowski I can get my hands on, reading some of the most depressing, excruciatingly 
painful literature I can stomach. <laughs> Sad boy is strong in this one, too. Because I'm dying, and I want to die, and I don't give a fuck what you think, and I'm tired of this fucking charade. I'm tired of the, sh- of the charade. Let me be. Let me just leave me alone. Because I've been pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed, right? And all of a sudden, I started looking at that, like, after some years going, whoa, the only thing I can do, man, is be available and be out there and let the person know that I'm I'm here. And, like, there are some suggestions that I can give, but it is not my place to change, to get you to do anything. Never. Right. And those gurus that you're talking about, though, like a lot of those dudes are in that like they they get that. They understand that they understand that, like, that's that's the common theme that I've listened to with, you know, Krishnamurti and uh, Yogananda. And um, I mean, even if you look at some of the Christian stuff like uh, Thomas Merton, like these guys are all in a place where they're they're they understand what it is they can do and what's useful and not useful and that's really fucking cool huh that's really really cool but it's tricky it's fucking tricky it's, it's real tricky because it it's for me at least i ha- i have to be working on myself like I just and and I I don't even know if that's the right word to say working on myself. It's looking at myself. Yeah, looking. That's the aware aware of what's occurring and practicing. Um, yeah, as best I can. And so to, to kind of bring it back around, though, like for me, it's that I love the image or the character of the person that's like awaken their lives and they're interested in kind of what's going on but you can't fucking put your finger on them like they operate like the bro but they're not right or they yeah they operate like the the super successful business guy but they're not right like you can't you can't put your finger on those people Right. And um, that's what makes them interesting. Yeah, it makes them interesting, but it also it there's like this ownership of the life, it, like the the living experience. And you would never want to fuck with that. No, no. And that's where my interest is, right? For as personally in my life. So. To bring it back way, 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 way back to the beginning, because we're almost, we got to eat these wangs, dude. These wings wangs. Yeah, wings and tots. We got to eat the wings and the tots. <laughs> to bring it all the way back. So what it, what it's, to the seat of the self, the seat of the, of yeah. the capital S self, the Atman, this. The Brahman. The whatever we're Tao. all invested in, we're all experiencing. Yeah, whatever, The yeah. Tao, the great Tao. That whatever label told, you want to slap whatever on. Whatever you want to call it, that we're, this fishbowl that we're swimming in. Right. And there's a net that swoops in from time to time to pull some of us out of the muddy water. Right. You know? My, my, like, it seems to me that if home is where I am and this, this 
body that I'm in is my temple. It's the space where I reside in. It's where my consciousness is contained in, right? If I can, if I can put myself in a position um, to be, like you said, available, I'm not going to have to do anything. Right. And and that's all it is. Right. People, things, it's all going to come to you. It's all going to, it'll, you know, it'll, in one way or another, it's on its way. There's going to be people, there's going to be opportunities, there's going to be places to walk towards and participate in. And it's like, I, f- I feel like, like that's why I'm looking at these gurus and I'm looking at this seat of the self recognizing that all of it's taken care of yeah it's already there it's already there man like i just i have to be in a place where i don't i stop fucking with it i mean even with uh all this information these books and like these techniques and whatever it is, you know, I mean, if a human being just sits and looks at a wall, you just sit there and look at a wall, you end up finding out who you really are. <laughs> Like, it's not complicated. It's not a complicated thing. Hopefully it's a magic eye wall where if you stare around long enough, you'll see a schooner. Yeah, I mean, it's so simple. It's It doesn't take a lot of, I mean, it doesn't take a lot of, it doesn't have to be, a, it's not complicated. You, well, what it is is facing yourself. Yeah, yeah. So one of the things that this is just a a little nugget that's been helpful for me is when I feel really shitty, like I'm all locked up in fucking anxiety or fear or plagued with waves of depression and misery, you know, I often will challenge myself to just sit in all that crap. <laughs> Yeah. It's like a, it's just a little gauntlet that I put out there for dude, myself. Dude, it's the shit. It's been, dude. All right, dude. Can you can you take a seat and stop doing, and can you just start being and and sit? Can you just sit with this? And that's uh, been the greatest. I mean, single thing that I've discovered in my life. Uh, to be able to do that and to practice it. I I can't do it all the time. I still get locked up and like want to run around and like a crazy guy sometimes. But I mean, in the world that we live, it's fast and there's stuff coming at us all the time and it's very easy to get really uncomfortable and it's really easy to experience a lot of anxiety uh, all the time. And, uh, you know, 
can I just leave it alone and let it do its thing? And that's what's funny about it is that that's all it is. <laughs> that's all that's all the like for me that's the that's the real self. That's the real that is the real self. And when you say that, that was awesome. And when you say that and I feel it to my core and I've had practice with it now since yeah. we've started these discussions. Yeah. Now I feel it like I'm like fucking Rocky Balboa, dude. You go 12 rounds, you keep going, you get you, you. and now that I've seen it and I can actually say this is something I only was t- told I didn't know would be the truth. Yeah. Psychological growth occurs. Yeah. You blossom. You bloom. Yeah. And it's and it's it's beyond where you think you're capable of going. Yeah. So you sit. You sit in it. Yeah. You let it happen. Yeah. And I never I never knew how to do that, dude. Like I never knew how to do that. Yeah. That I mean and that that's the that's the thing where I mean you have it's a it's a um you know, I mean it's a it's a paradoxical conditioning because it's I'm I'm walking around in this material world and everybody's saying, you know, if there's something wrong, if you notice there's something wrong, then you know, you need to read a book or you need to get therapy or you need to do this or you need, you know, you there's something that I need to do in relationship to how I'm experiencing myself inside. And uh the thing I've I've learned to do is just you know put the middle finger up to all that stuff and like recognize no man it's already in me already it's already here i'm just so fucked up like i've got i've got so much uh grime and bullshit floating around in the fishbowl that i just need to leave the fishbowl alone just leave that alone and then it clears itself out and the other thing that it does is that it it's uh man it makes you like it it makes me uh i don't lose my shit i mean i don't lose my composure and i don't lose my my presence and i don't lose i don't give these things away anymore i'm able to walk around in the world no matter what the chaos is and be relatively like okay this is what it is i don't have to you know, freak out and like there was this reminded <laughs> me of one of the one of the one of the days I had at the warehouse when I was in the shit the whole day and, and we were a couple months into talking or discussing this type of stuff and it was the most profound thing ever happened was inside I'm dying, I'm constricted, it's just throat, guh, like just yuck everywhere. Like it's shit it's shitty when you're in the shit and I knew what I was going to do, and that was just to let it happen, dude. I wasn't going to do shit. And I found myself, I found myself, like you said, leave it alone. Like, I was able to leave it alone. And when I was talking to my brother at break, and I'm asking him about him, and I'm seeing, like, like, and when I'm talking to Melissa, and it's like, she's like, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I need to not even touch that. It can it can exist in me as I'm being present for someone else. Yeah. They can be simultaneous. Yeah. I never knew that it was possible. Yeah. So it ought to get this is the thing. 
like we were taught as kids that life gets harder the living experience gets harder as you get older so you end up moving into more responsibilities and these you know all this this human game stuff starts happening i think it's actually fucking backwards like if i'm actually inwardly organized and and inwardly uh aware my fucking life should get easier and that's exactly what's happened like my life has gotten easier <laughs> yeah it's easy it gets it gets more opportunistic and it gets more exciting's even the wrong word for it but it it becomes more um it becomes more emboldened uh, yeah it becomes more um like full like engaging yeah right and it's and it's not i'm not talking about a sugar high no no you're or, talking about you know jumping off of the macau casino you're you're talking about a ribeye yeah i'm talking about a, a ruth christ's yeah exactly a very pleasant experience and that's the way it ought to go and you're talking about the syrup you're not talking about the sauce what, or the, the juice what's the the <laughs> waffle house the all-star the all-star breakfast thing the home the grand slam you're talking about a full hearty you're talking about grand the grand slam, slam. <laughs> that's what you're talking i'm about. talking about the <laughs> talking about the grand slam after a uh, night at johnny's at 3 15 oh, in the morning man yeah dude perfect <laughs> that's what life is <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Easy. Easy. So I don't know if that talks like we've talked about the the self and the way that you wanted to. No, I, there's there's nothing to say about it. I I don't think it can be communicated. Like I mean, I think we did our best last week. I think that's what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. You just you you know, and it doesn't matter whether you know it or not because I can still be so far off the mark as was proven by my experience. I can know that there's this thing occurring that we're all part of and be totally, totally sad and beaten and broken. Yeah. So it's not even about that. Right. Yeah, and I guess for me, my only um, recommendation is for like people to look at their lives and recognize if they're you know putting too much shit into it. Like chasing too much, like chasing the guru or chasing the, like chasing an answer. That's the beauty of life is that it's like, it's, I have, I have to write my own story and I have to have my own script. That's, that's the responsibility. And that's my responsibility as a character in the world. So I can't let anybody else dictate that. That has to be, that has to be an, an, in, an inside thing. So there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of people that go the other way with that. Yeah. I, like I did. I'm the, I'm the exact opposite. I, I feel like I, I want to be written. You know the feeling when you, when a short story just bangs itself out on the, on the keyboard? Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, yeah. And you're, you're saying it in a way that I think is interesting because for me it's about, it's, it's still about doing my job, like doing what I can do. Um, like making those inputs here. Oh yeah, and then letting it unfold. Exactly. 
right? So like I'm not saying like control the story or control the the outcome. I'm saying it's my responsibility to to do the work, like to do the to do the inside stuff. Yeah, that's the only thing we can do. And then I can move from there. Yes. And then I I keep I can keep I can keep growing and I can keep moving. Right? I can keep growing as I'm dying. It's like a weird thing to say, but I can move into this. The I less can, me, the better I feel. It's it's tr- there's uh, it's what it is. Yeah, and that gives that provides me with more human opportunities. Oh yeah. More human opportunities to play or to do to just to do stuff. And I'm experiencing that firsthand in my life now. Where I'm at today. Hit it. No, I mean just the most I have I have more opportunities uh today in my life than I've ever I've ever experienced. Like super cool. Oh yeah. Right? Like I never would have uh, t- 3 years ago like I was struggling to just figure out how to how to move through a month with my rent. <laughs> like, yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, so all this cool stuff just starts happening and I don't I don't even take I don't take credit for the result of that. Like that's, I didn't, I didn't do, like I didn't see, I didn't get the thought. I didn't see the thought. Like the thought saw me. Like I recognized that it was possible. It, it, I don't take credit for the, like I'm not saying, oh, I'm going to, like I did all this. No, 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 no. Like no, I just got, I just keep getting rid of all the shit that's not true. And keep moving on in my life and more and more options start to start to unfold. I mean, think of the most like at least attractive human beings in the world. And there's one thing most of them always have options. They have options. And it does, I'm not even talking financial options. Yeah. Yeah. Just the ability to move, the ability to move and the ability like to flow and to, yeah. And, and I was stuck and had very few options. And I got involved in my life and I got involved in what, what was going on in me and started putting some of this stuff into play and it, just changed and then these things start happening jobs get better right like i start to introduce like i start to experience you know better work opportunities like better games to play right um women i start to be able to date more people i start to be able to be of service more i start to be able to travel again i start like all sorts of things start to happen and um i don't take credit for that shit dude like if it was me running it i'm i don't have any furniture in my apartment bro like i i don't have any heat i don't i don't have running water like that's where i i can take my life yeah yeah All right. <laughs> you know what i mean no i, I know exactly <laughs> it's so cool that's if I want to have a bad time, just let me start to try to figure out how to do all this. <laughs> no, shit. But then, but then you got to do it, dude, for like five years. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> no, I'm I literally all I'm interested in is turning in all. I want to turn over all the keys. 
well, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. And eventually th- there'll be no keys to turn in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're really, yeah. It's, and then it'll be there. Yeah, no, I mean, that that's, I think we're there. Let's eat some wings. Yeah, namaste. Namaste.